0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to get stuck into some of the news stories over the last few days, brought to you by Clarkie's RL Column. I'm sure most of you or all of you are following him on your social medias, but go and follow if you're not. uh, Puts the news up every single day, every single story that's getting around. I just picked out five or six that I thought were interesting over the last few days. One of them I've already spoken about, Payne Haas, but uh, after sitting back for 24 hours and listening to a lot of you uh, and having a couple of conversations with a few people, uh, uh, I've sort of changed my tune a little bit, so uh, I'll touch on that as well. So we've got Payne Haas, we've got Branko Lee reportedly signing with the Dolphins, got and Astor's comments on Brandon Smith, the unfortunate news of Jared Crocus injuries during the week, and Ewan Aitken signing with the Dolphins. So we'll get into those stories. Look, the first one, Payne Haas, uh, Clark, you've got here, the Broncos props management has reportedly requested his salary be upgraded to $1 million for the next two seasons, and then $1.2 million in 2025. The Broncos have rejected this and say they will not. He will not be released early. Now, where I sit on this Broncos one, I think that what I said yesterday I was saying it was catastrophic, sort of said, sort of signaled to people, and I understand now why it did, signal to people that I think the Broncos should pay the million. I definitely don't think they should. I think you're crazy to pay a front rower $1 million. I think it makes it near impossible to win a premiership. I think the money that Payne Haas is on right now is the absolute maximum that clubs should be paying for front rowers for, Um, and I think that wherever Payne Haas does end up, if it's not at the Brisbane Broncos, I, I think it'll either be at a really good club where he can win premierships In which case, I think he will have to take less money. He will definitely take less money. The good clubs will not bend over to paying a front row of $1 million. It's fucking ridiculous. He could potentially get $1 million at uh, a more desperate club somewhere else. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes. But I agree with the Broncos. I would not be paying $1 million for him. Yeah, I'm not saying at all that they should pay him. They should stick to what they're paying him now. It's at, he's at good value there. Um, they he they, he's been there the last 3 years. They've really fucking struggled. This year they've done really well, but it's off the back of also a lot of other forwards that have done sensationally. Well, what I mean by saying it's it could be catastrophic for the Broncos is just that Payne Haas, yes, they've got other good forwards there. And I know I, I had a lot of Broncos fan message me yesterday, saying, comment yesterday, blowing up, saying, this guy's been going good, this guy's been going good. We don't need him. You know what? You, you probably will be able to get by without him. Yeah, Maybe Catastrophic was a little bit over the top, and I'm willing to accept that. Uh, but I do think you're going to seriously miss this guy. Um, I, he's just... He is a one in... I had someone describe him as a one in a million yesterday. I wouldn't go that far, but he's a a once-in-a-generation front rower. Um, And as it stands right now, like at this exact moment, he's the only front rower we've ever seen like him. And I really do think the Broncos will desperately miss him. I would still not pay him $1 million, yeah? I would pay a top five halfback in this competition more, or like the fifth best halfback in this competition, probably more than I would pay the best front rower in this competition. It's just the reality... Of the situation, your very best players, they need to be in key positions. Your highest paid players, they need to be in key positions. The more value you have on the result, uh, the more influence you have on the result, I should say, sorry, the more money you should get paid. I think I heard Isaac John say that the other day, and I agree with it 100%. So for me, I just don't think a million dollars to paint Haas, it's going to work. And I I agree with the Broncos. No one is bigger than the club. I love the Broncos are taking this stand uh, and good on them, but I really do think they're going to miss him as a footballer. He, he's got these little things in his game that we've never seen a forward really have before. You know, the... The, the, the tackles that he makes where he chases down guys or when he gets back in the in goals or the amount of kicks that he catches on the full in They're little things, yeah? They are little tiny things, and I understand that. But they're little tiny things that really matter to a team. They're little tiny things that other forwards will not be able to do, and other and other players won't be able to do. He is a special footballer. You might not like the way that he's handled himself. You might not like that he's seemingly a a, a little bit greedy out of this. And at the same time, though, if I was paying Haas, uh, you know, I understand the loyalty side to it, and I agree that he probably should be loyal to the Brisbane Broncos. But these careers are short, and you want to get the very most that you can. And he might, you know, you, you also. Don't know the full story. He might be looking around Brisbane going, you know, maybe I am doing more than other blokes. Maybe I am putting more effort. I don't know. But, like, I just think I would never hold it against a guy for trying to get as much money as he possibly can in his career. I back that 100%. But I also think that the Broncos have done a lot for Payne Haas, and I think there's been a lot of issues over the last few years that the Broncos have stood by him during. Um, so it's a tough one. But I agree. I agree. The Broncos, they are bigger than any one player. It doesn't matter who that player is. They are bigger than any one player, and I would not be paying overs for Payne Haas. It will be interesting, though, and I think part of the domino effect of this is that if Payne Haas leaves, um, you know, the other managers of those other forwards at that club that are playing better than what they have been the last two years, they'll all be looking for an upgrade. And that money, it'll get spread out pretty quickly. Hopefully, they can turn Payne Haas money into a Cameron Munster. That would be sensational. That would be a great get for the Bristol Broncos. All of a sudden, it goes from catastrophic to fucking perfect. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one. I think they will miss Payne Haas. But I, I do not think... I want to make that really clear. I do not think he is worth $1 million a year. There is no way that I would pay him $1 million. I would not pay a front rower more than $750 maybe eight, uh, maybe 800, but even that, I think for a front rower, it is just ridiculous amounts of money, especially when what they do doesn't correlate directly to wins, whereas your halfbacks, your eight, your hookers, your fullbacks, and some of your lock forwards, like an Isaiah Yo, uh, but he's probably the exception, realistically. They, they do correlate straight to wins. So, yeah, Brisbane, very interesting times up there. We're hearing that he is going to play in tonight's game against the Gold Coast Titans, so uh, I'll be very keen to see how the team responds to that. They've won five in a row. They've been In incredible form. If it sort of all falls apart tonight, you've got to sort of start to wonder what's been going on there during the week and how this has impacted them. Now, another guy in this Broncos squad uh, who isn't in the team at the moment, who has, I think he's played one game so far this year, maybe two. Branko Lee, we had him on the podcast about a year or so ago. Uh, Champion bloke, lovely fella. You know, came through at the Canberra Raiders, started up there in Queensland, uh, went down to the Canberra Raiders, then bounced around Canterbury Gold Coast, uh, ended up down there at the Melbourne Storm, won a premiership there, starting centre, then played State of Origin uh, off the back of that with Wayne Bennett. His cousin, uh, Edric Lee, signed with the Dolphins last week. That actually happened when we were live on Bloke in a bar, and I said then they'll get Branco for sure. Uh, it looks like Branko Lee will join the Dolphins, and I think this is a good little signing for them. He's not a superstar, Branko, but uh, he has been down there in a the Melbourne system. He's been through a lot of shit. He's been at the absolute bottom of rugby league, dragged himself back up to the top. He's played Origin. Uh, they'll get him really cheaply. They won't have to pay much money for him. The Broncos, they're prob- like they're obviously not utilising him at the moment. He's normally their 18th or 19th man, but the Dolphins, they will get good value out of this guy. And if Wayne can get the very best out of him, uh, I think this will be a great signing for the Dolphins. Once again, not a superstar. We're still waiting for them to land a true superstar, but I think Branco will be a really good value signing. He's got a lot to offer. He's been in a number of Clubs. He's been in a number of different situations, some bad, some great, and has played Origin. So hopefully, Branko, if he can go a full season, as I've always said, if he can just get fit for a season, which he did in Melbourne. Uh, he won a premiership, he played State of Origin, he handled it himself. Uh, he's capable of so much more than what we've seen so far out of just outside of just that 12-month period down there at Melbourne. So hopefully, Branko, uh, he signs with the Dolphins, and I would love to see him get a starting centre role and for Wayne Bennett just to back him in, because I think he'd do some pretty crazy things up there. Now, another Dolphin they've signed, Ewan Aitken. Now, I've been talking about this guy for quite some time. Um, said it... Probably five or six weeks ago, once he said he was leaving, that whoever got this guy, it would be a cracking signing. He is such a solid footballer. To have a guy in your squad that can cover centre or back row and can be, you know, arguably the best centre or the best back rower on the field. Uh, He was always a very solid centre. He was always good. But as a back rower, he's just come to life, you and Aiken. He's absolutely killing it there. I think this is such a good signing by the Dolphins. Uh, Tough, hard nosed. He's got, you know, a brilliant running game. Uh, I I just really like this one. There's a, they probably have signed a little bit overs. I'm sure there would have been a number of clubs that would have been keen on you and Aitken, so I'm sure it would have been a bit of a bidding war. I think the Dolphins would have known they need to start to get some signatures, so I would suggest uh, that you and has got a pretty good bag out of this, but the Dolphins, I would say, they've got one hell of a talented footballer out of this as well. So the back line still looking pretty grim. Uh, only really Edric Lee and a couple of others that have been confirmed up there No Jermaine Osako, Edric and, and Jermaine realistically sort of fringe first grade at the moment, they're both in their teams uh, but if they were to get dropped next week you wouldn't be shocked in any way, shape or form Branco's the same, he's not in his current Brisbane Broncos team so they do need to make some serious moves soon but I think Aitken is probably the best signing that they've made so far I personally think if Aitken was to get picked in State of Origin, I know he won't but I personally think he would handle himself there I think he's that sort of calibre player despite not being spoken about like that so a really good signing for the Dolphins, they probably have paid overs uh, but I think that's going to be the re of their situation moving forward. That's just vibe, though, and speculation. But I think Aitken, uh, I've spoken to him a couple of times across Instagram and stuff. Seems like a lovely fella, and I think he'll be a really good fit up there under Wayne Bennett. Now, and Astor. Uh, obviously the host of NRL 360, champion bloke Braith. Uh, We talk to him here and there. I know that he tunes into the bloke podcast most weeks and has a listen to that from what I've gathered. Uh, So good fellow. We talk a bit here and there. He's obviously the manager of Cameron Munster as well. So he's been in the news the last few weeks. But he came out the other day. Uh, and I'll read you Clarkie's quote here. Braithinaster admits he is worried about the Roosters' recruit and whether he was the right signing. He believes his game is nowhere near where it needs to be. And right now, I agree with Braith. I don't think uh, the cheese is playing anywhere near where he can play. Um, but do I think that it will stay that way at the Roosters? I don't, realistically. I think he will uh, get a change of surroundings. I think he'll walk into that side with a new challenge in front of him, and I think cheese will do well there. I have been watching the Roosters the last few weeks and looking at them going, fuck is there a world where cheese just becomes a middle forward here because they're just lacking so much go forward uh, listen to Cameron Smith talk with Kempi the other day and he was sort of saying it's ridiculous you know how, how could you doubt this guy it was only 12 months ago he was the best hooker in rugby league and that is 100% true um, yeah it's been a tough start to the season with a couple of injuries for Brandon Smith I thought he looked better last night for the Melbourne Storm. That that's probably one of his better games in a couple of weeks but yeah I think once against to the Roosters he will be okay but I understand where Braith is coming from and I know we all love cheese and everything. And we think he's hilarious and he sees he's a gun footballer. But there's no doubting that his form hasn't been great over the last five or six weeks. Uh, so I do understand where Braith is coming from. But I think the Roosters will get the very best out of him. There's a lot happening down there at Melbourne with a lot of injuries, a lot of speculation about where guys are going. He already knows that he's leaving as well. I sort of feel like Melbourne, they're sort of treading water at the moment, just waiting to get to finals footy and hopefully have uh, a full strength side by the time they get there. Harry Grant is going to go and play Origin over over the next few weeks, so it will give the Cheese a really good opportunity to jump into the nine role over the next few weeks. So I'm excited to see uh, what he does with that opportunity. Uh, you're very brave to doubt Cheese, but Astor, he does know his rugby league, there's no doubt about that, and uh, when you watch Cheese over the last few weeks, I understand completely where Braith is coming from. Uh, if he was going to the Roosters, who didn't have Trent Robinson, uh, I might be a little bit more worried, but I'm confident that is going to get the very best out of him, and I think as controversial as it was, the interview that he did with Isaac, I think you could definitely hear how much respect Cheese has for Robbo. Uh, and I do think Robbo will get the very best out of him next year. But, once again, understand where Braith is coming from with this one. Uh, next one's a bit of a sad one. This is from a few days ago, but I haven't touched on it yet. Uh, Jared Croker. The Raiders captain has dislocated his shoulder at training yesterday. He will undergo scans to assess if surgery is required. It is going to be a very interesting one, Jared Croker. Now, I think he's sitting on about 290 four games, uh, which is devastating for Croker. I would love to see him get to uh, the 300 club, obviously. I'm sure we all would. He's been a champion of our game for a very, very long time now. Uh, he's always been one of the good guys as well, Jared Croker. So I'd love to see him get to the 300, especially to get to the 300 in the green, uh, in the lime green and the Canberra would be unreal as a one club man. but. I haven't heard if he needs surgery or not yet. I don't think that that news is out there just yet. But, I mean, if if he gets ruled out for the season because he needs surgery, fuck, it's going to be tough to see him come back from that. The last two years have been really tough on Jared Croker. He's had a lot of injuries. He's had a lot of setbacks. I'm sure it would be taking a toll on him. But... The reality of his situation is that he actually has a player option in his favor for next year, I believe. Uh, he obviously signed a pretty long-term contract a few years ago with the Canberra Raiders with player options at the back of it. He might even have two player options. I, I'm, I'm confident he's got one for next year. But regardless, um, you know, there's a world where despite injuries and everything, Jared Croker, you know, I'm sure that that contract would be worth half a million, 600, 650K, might even be like 700K, I'm not exactly sure. But, you know, there's a world where Jared Croker could go, hey, um, I'm just going to sit here, I'm going to keep playing, I'm going to try and come back from injury, collect my money next year. Uh, So it could be very, very interesting how the Canberra Raiders handle this. If a legend like him digs his heels in, which, you know, I also think the Raiders, you know, they they played him in reserve grade a lot this year. They sort of moved him around a heap. He wasn't really given opportunities. He was coming back from injury and everything. But this is where you know, 10 on 12 years of a lot of loyalty shown by Jared Croker, the Canberra Raiders have to make the best decision for them right now. And sometimes loyalty, uh, it can hold you back at times. So it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out. Hopefully Croker, he's, he's only out for a couple of weeks and he's able to play this season and we sort of, we can get to that 300 and then we can make a decision at the end of next year, at the end of this season, what he's doing next season. But yeah, it's looking like a very awkward one to see how Jared is going to handle this one and two, how the Canberra Raiders are going to handle it. There's also a world where they obviously, you know, they could medically retire Jared Croker, uh, get a bit of coin off the back of that and just give him a job within the club. They could pay that contract over the next few years. Uh, there's a couple of ways that they could do this realistically, but it'll be interesting to see how it all goes. I know that the Canberra Raiders, they're trying to clear a roster spot down there. Uh, you'll hear more about that over the next few weeks. Weeks, but an interesting one down there that they're obviously trying to clear roster spots. They it would be nice to have Jared Croker's money to spend elsewhere, even if he does take up his player options, not ideal, but then when you think about that, he'll probably be taking up 600k of their salary cap on a guy that will be rehabbing most of the year just before he retires to hopefully get to game 300, uh, but he is a Canberra Raiders legend, but I think it would it would probably be getting to the point where even Canberra Raiders fans, or I know the ones that I've spoken to anyway, they're sort of of the opinion that he probably needs to medically retire or step aside if he's out for this season, because it is... He's probably going to hold the club back as great as it would be to see Jared Croker get that game 300 as much as I would love to see it as well. If I was a Canberra Raiders fan, I was on the coaching staff, and even if I was another player, I'd sort of be going, fuck, this is money that we could go out and go and buy another you know, gun player somewhere in our team. This is money that we could spend on keeping guys like Trey Mooney, Hudson Young, these sort of young guys that we've got really big wraps on. So this is where rugby league can get really, really awkward in the back end of careers because loyalty matters. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but the club still has to do the best thing by the club. And Jared Croker has to do the best thing by Jared Croker. And if that's hanging around for another two years to get another million dollars or whatever, why wouldn't he? You know what I mean? Um, if you if, if, if you did that at Woolworths, if they offered you a million dollars, but you weren't, you know, if they owed you a million dollars but you weren't doing your job overly well, uh, but it was your option to stay there if you wanted to, you'd be crazy not to realistically. So... Really tough situation. I do wish Jared Croker all the very best with his injury. I hope we get to see him get to game 300. Ideally, he comes back this year, he plays to game 300, and we farewell him at the end of the season, I think, because uh, I just don't think he's the same player that he used to be uh, in the past, unfortunately. Tough situation there. We'll see how it plays out. Thank you to Clarkie from Clarkie's Rugby League column. Make sure you go check out his Facebook and Instagram page, putting up all the news stories each and every day for you to rip into.